Fresh takes. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash, Ketchum, Pikachu. We don't evolve. We just level up. Brandon, hello. Hello. We're doing fresh takes. Fresh takes. Get your fresh takes here on Don't Evolve Me. And this is a fun episode I'm excited about. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm excited. We're, we're doing Invincible Season 2, Episode 4. I actually have the title this time. Oh, you have the title. It's been a while. Mm, that, yes. that, that is That's the title. a fitting line. That is a fitting title. <laughs> it very much is. So, all right. I know we already talked a little bit like what you expected or what you were expecting for this episode at the end of episode three. Yep. Did it deliver? Yes and no. I was like completely right about a couple things and then also completely wrong about one part of it. Otherwise, I feel like I was pretty close. Pretty close. I was like, this is everything I expected it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have an inside scoop. (laughs) <laughs> I've only read the comic and it's following pretty close to the comics. Yeah. Uh, as far as I, I was wrong about really just like one thing, I feel like otherwise I was pretty much right about everything else. Yeah. You're pretty close. As far you're as how Omni man and stuff would go down and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, there's like one major uh, when the vulture mites attack. Yeah. I thought they were going to go to earth, but they came to you thought wrong. Yeah. That was incorrect. The whole I didn't time expect I like, to get the big fight so soon like that. But that was I was awesome. trying so hard not to like say anything in that moment. Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what you, that's yeah, that's a good plausible thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, hey, I still say it, it still would have worked. It still it fit. Would've. You know, they're looking for would've Nolan, fit. whatever. They come to Earth. Turns out nobody's there, and they're just like, all right, fuck this, and take it out. <laughs> all right, what is, let's get into it. Yep. So. I'm going to kind of do this how I did episode three a little bit, breaking down the story and then asking questions in between. Mm. And then we're we're just going to get into the Nolan stuff right away, and yeah. then we'll go into everything else. It's definitely this, the bulk of the episode. It is majority of it, and I kind of wish they would have just stayed on Thrax a little bit, but it's kind of understandable why they put every like all the other storylines, because like, there are so many other characters mm-hmm. that are moving that the storyline is moving through yep you know just forget about them entirely they need some sort of advancement leading yeah. to the season finale as well i feel like if this uh like the episode count per season was just like a little bit longer i feel like then this episode would have been its own thing mm. but since it's a shorter more of a brisk uh go through of the invincible story I think this makes sense. Even yeah, even if uh, the whole season was coming out all at once, I feel like then there might have been a chance that there would have been able to put a few of these things into the next episode and then focus yeah. more on on this. But I get what that why they did what they did to really build the the finale part of it as far as the mid season goes. Ooh, I I'm glad that you mentioned that the whole split between part one and part two, and I kind of mm. want to talk about that a little bit because we got some news after this episode dropped. Um, we don't have a release date yet for episode five, but mm. it's they said it's going to be a few months. They're going to give us a few months break. And as of now, it's November 26th. I mean, they you were speculating this, January before, so that, that tracks. Yep. And it, look, it sounds like if it's a few months, if we're going by few, doing three is like the minimum amount of few. Mm. I think three to five months is like few. Yeah. So... December, January, February, the show should be back in March. I think April is probably the most realistic. Yeah. Uh, which is a long time to wait. We'll be in the middle of Avatar then. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Feels but like there, it's going to be away. But. but apparently there were some uh, production issues, and they didn't want us to wait any longer for season two. So they're like, we have the first four episodes done. We'll release them. While we, okay. And then as we were releasing them, we'll work on part two and make sure that's good to go so that you're not waiting. But then you have a little bit of breather for this episode, which makes sense. Yeah, I think I mean, I think it'll work out. I'm definitely as long as it's the next part, as long as it's not like a long wait. Yeah, as long as we don't have multiple years in between. 
yeah, that'd be frustrating. All right, so let's yeah. get into it. In the we get a little bit of flashback right away. Nolan is flying aimlessly through space after abandoning his post on Earth. We get a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of flashback of him crying at Mark and then flying mm. off. And then we get a really cool like music intro. And I forget the song that they were playing. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not good with music, but yeah. But I was like, really like, damn, this is kind of gorgeous, kind of beautiful. And they did this a few times through the episode with characters mm. just kind of like flying or walking through. And then like you just, there was like a song in the background. And I say the art was pretty, um, pretty gorgeous. So he's aimlessly th- flying through space. He's uh, looking at a black hole probably contemplating suicide or that's kind of the idea i think that's what they were alluding to while he's, it, yeah. and they do this with another character too there's them staring essentially death in the face and as he's doing this he notices a thraxian ship being pulled into the black hole and he saves it mm-hmm. and what what's your thoughts on Nolan's like story. Uh, I feel like I was, I was hoping for some redemption, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you redeem yourself after doing something like that. I guess that's a, that's a good question. You can talk about that later. Oh Uh, yeah. Just, just now, just like, yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell that, that he's going through it, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe he's, trying to atone i guess and then yeah. just sees that easy opportunity like i can save these this ship no problem why so do you think he saved that. the ship i think i think it was really guilt you know guilt. wanting to be the the person that you know he was pretending to be maybe it, mm-hmm. it, it meant more to him than he thought it did the impression that i was getting and i'm saying this just in the context of the show not like what i know mm-hmm later on i guess in some way i am also referring to his story i think like he didn't i don't think he was thinking in this moment i think he was just like feeling it he's looking at the black hole he's like he's lost essentially Mm. he's in a weird way his old self is dying and flying through that black hole and he saw somebody who needed help he saw a ship he didn't even know who it was and he's Mm. just like I think he just instinctually, I don't think he thought about it. I think he just instinctually saved it because that's what he's been doing for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, his old life is him. Like he became that person. It changed him more than he thought it did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. I mean, especially, uh, I think the aspect of like the trivialness of it to him mm-hmm. also comes into play. Like the fact that, uh, saving that ship is like you know grabbing a balloon to like one of us and just like handing it to a child you know like yeah it is like like you said almost reflexual to the point where like maybe understanding how much good he can do so easily kind of thing Mm. without even trying basically so now we move we move to the present and we get this like really intense scene of mark and Omni-Man, or Mark and Nolan, son, father and son. And it, we get just like this close-up zoom-up, and we notice, like the first thing I notice is like the tightening of the fist. And I think mm. that was pretty apparent that they are trying to do this here. And mm. you see Omni-Man, Nolan, he's doing the same. And you see Mark trying to pro, like pro, just understand what the fuck's going on. Yep, Absolutely. And he's like about to hit him. He wants to hit him, and then he there's a hug. Mm. What would you, what was your uh, reaction to the scene? Uh, I mean, it felt real. I guess you know. Yeah, it's his dad. It's tough. It's a unimaginable situation mm-hmm. for somebody to be in. You know, mm-hmm. it's that no matter how bad your parents are and stuff like that, they're still your parents and they still raised you and you still have those conflicting emotions and stuff yeah. showing that he does still obviously, you know, has it just completely turned leaf and hate him entirely. Well, yeah, I feel like it's a, I, does, it's like an identity it's crisis. Yeah. It's almost like, I don't know who you are. Like, I, I, 
I knew you as dad. I, I knew you as this person you loved, but then you betrayed me. But now you're here mm-hmm. not doing that thing. It's like, I want it. Like the, the hug is like what Mark really wants. Mm-hmm. He wants to redeem. Like he wants his dad to be redeemed. He wants. His yeah. Dad I mean, even back. a few minutes later when he's talking, when they're talking and he finds out the other news, he basically tells him mm-hmm. like, you know, I can never come back to earth. Like that's not an yeah. option anymore. And you can see that hadn't maybe fully sunk in to Mark yet that there is no, you know, it really is no going back no matter what yeah. happens. Like how does one go back after mm. millions of people lost? Mm. Even- no, the whole world knows about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you are public enemy number one and yeah. He called his wife a pet. Yep. So, and then you Nolan shows kind of like what's happening. He's now Emperor Nolan. He has a new wife and a dresser. And if you see, if you, if you're very observant and you have like the memory, like I noticed this the second time, but I didn't notice it the first time. Andressa, his new wife, was on the ship that he saved. I, 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 I think I, I picked up on that. Yeah, she did mention that she was on the ship. But the second time yeah. I watched it, I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, they all do look like alien bugs to us. <laughs> a little hard sexy to alien bugs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kiss was pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I just wrote in my notes, revelations. Hmm. <laughs> Nolan's back. He's a new ruler. He has a new wife in Andressa. And surprise, surprise of the episode, he has a child. Mark has a brother. A half Thraxian brother. And like when he showed him, he was like, what the? And then Invincible, the tagline yeah. on there. Yeah. And then it came back and he still drops the F-bombs. <laughs> I appreciated that. What yeah, the? Yeah. F- <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, so what's really cool about the title sequence, did, What do you remember the title sequence? From this episode? Yeah. Do you remember like what it looked like? Uh, not, I remember it was different, but I don't remember specifically what it was. So usually it's just like, it's the blue background with black and yellow invincible tag. It's Mm. invincible colors, but this time it wasn't invincible colors. It was black and red. Mm. Is that Omni-Man colors? I guess he's not really black and red. I will not say any more, but like at first, when I, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's different. And, like, I didn't think about it too much. But the second time when I watched it and it, like, happened again, I was like, oh, shit, I know what they did. That's an Easter egg. Okay. For comic fans, you you, you know what it means. For the people who read the story, you know exactly what it means. <laughs> Black and red. Just, just think on it. For those who haven't read the comics, which is most, I feel like most viewers are that way. Mm. it's just an Easter egg to kind of what's to come. And that's all. I'm just going to leave it there. Foreshadowing. Uh, No, I wouldn't even say foreshadowing. I mean, kind of, I'm sure like somebody would make the guess. It's not a hard guess to make, but I would just say it's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg to what's to come. It's the introduction to his Mark's brother. And that's that. Like it's exciting. Okay. But this is like is, an Easter. This is an Easter egg for like maybe season four, maybe season is, three. Does he become like a hero too, and he wears black and red? I won't say, <laughs> but I did say you could guess it. Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah, see, I was afraid if I if I said too much, it'd be obvious. But all it's right. a cool Easter egg. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. All right. So, what's your thoughts on Nolan's reveal? The revelations. And interesting, it's just like he's trying to start over again. Kind of. He regrets what he did, and he was trying to <coughs> make it right by doing it right this time, even though he can't really fix what he broke there. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely a, a redemption attempt. It's what he knows. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he, what he knows is his life on Earth. What he knows is, like, the mission, which is infiltrate the planet, you know, become its ruler or work in disguise. 
Omni Man was it became essentially Superman. Hmm. And the whole idea was just to fit in and prep the planet for takeover. And he kind of does it here, but he doesn't prep it for takeover necessarily. He just takes over. Yeah. Or he says he was asked to. Yeah. Which yeah, I don't see exactly how it goes down, but I don't know if they're going to get into the. I kind of want to like state like the comic reasons for it because I don't know if the show will go deep into it. Because in the comics, it was like a couple issues in the comics, and they kind of explained why Omni Man took over. And here, it's he explains it, but not really. I mean, I can see why he they would like the Thraxians would put him in power. Like, I mean, he saved those people, and then yep. he's this crazy powerful god Mm -hmm. basically who lives for eternity according to their lifespans and can like continually rule them while generation after generation comes and goes Mm -hmm. and like consistently maintain their empire so i could see like that yeah justification from that point that's actually basically it and i will say the comic kind of goes into this detail of like when omni-man gets there they're not that advanced like they Mm. are advanced but they're not that advanced because they're they live so shortly it's hard to like make meaningful progress like you're smart you get a genius that's working on like advancing things that comes Mm -hmm. up and then they die and then you have to wait for the next genius to be born to take up the mantle and and i could be wrong here too it might be switching storyline or uh, blending into characters but from what i remember which I really need to just rewatch. I think that's going to be my goal before Invincible comes back is to reread it. So I'm like <laughs> really refreshed, really refreshed on it. But I think the idea was that Nolan is just like the continuing force to build. And mm. he did that a few times. Like he was there a little bit longer than the show. Whereas in the show, he was there for a few months, like a generation. Yeah. So, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything. I don't think they're, I don't think I don't they're going to touch on go it. Into it. I, feel like, I feel like it might have just been kind of implied. I guess we'll see if they if they touch on it more or not in like backstory and stuff. Or if it's just, I guess that, that's what I got from it was just kind of implied that, yeah, you know, they yeah. propped him up on it and he didn't decline. So that's how he got to where he was. For sure. So just continuing the story a little bit. So mm-hmm. understanding his son's feelings, Nolan nonetheless asked for his help in protecting Thraxa. And he's trying to essentially has to have he has to like convince Mark to come back. Yeah, he's ready to fly off into the space and try to find his way home. And he knows his son won't deny help. He goes Mm -hmm. there to help the people, and he's like, "No, these people need help. Like the Vulturemates are on their way." And he's all like, "What if like I'm not ready? I can't even take on you. How can I take on three of them?" He's like, "We'll train." And da 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 da. They're they're immediately there. Yep, yeah, no time, no time whatsoever. What's your thoughts like right at that moment? Uh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like you said, he couldn't even take out uh, his dad. You know, he got mm-hmm. the crap beat out of him by his dad, and then presumably these other Viltrumites are all just as strong as Nolan, or pretty much. Yep, and there's multiple of them, so yeah. It's kind of like, oh shit, yep, that's. Um, yeah. And Question this is, is how it, Omni Man going to be able to kill them all or not? And that's what happened in the comics too. It was mm-hmm. rather immediate. He didn't have time. It was they were just there. Um, mm-hmm. As he takes Andressa and her son to safety into a cave in the mountain, which very much in the comics is exactly what happened. Mark learns that Nolan he wasn't essentially replacing them. He was trying to like redeem them. By doing it right this time, as you were saying it, hmm. and he t- misses and re- like he talks about how much he misses Mark and regrets what he did to hmm. to her, and she shared that with him. Right as they got attacked, and then they get attacked. But my question before we get into the big fight, yes, Nolan, a good guy who did an awful thing, like an awful, awful, irredeemable thing. Yeah, that's that's tough. You know, I mean it's it's you can you can give it the the classic following orders excuse kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like cuz he was he's on a mission from his planet to do what he did. I mean, he's essentially a um 
the most extreme version of a space Nazi that there is, it feels like. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people I don't... There is some culpability, no matter what, like in that situation. I don't think mm. just following orders is ever a completely justifiable thing. Yeah. Um, and and that's get, tough. It gets interesting with them, too. Because... Like, the question, like, I was thinking earlier is if somebody, like, is that powerful and does, like, that much evil, mm-hmm. like, should we even allow them the chance? Like, they they still have that power. Like, yeah, does it make it good? Like, does it balance it out if they use that power to prevent that stuff from happening in the future? Like, it never mm-hmm. can erase what they already did. Mm-mm. You know, you can never take that back. But it's like, do you really, if you have the choice between having him like dead and gone or out there helping people using that power, like, what do you do with that kind of power? I guess is the question. Yeah. And that is, God, man, Invincible, I feel like flirts with that question a lot in this comic book series and probably in the show series, like the show as well. Mm. They flirt, not, and I don't mean with Omni Man. I'm not, what I, like, the, Character I have in my head is not Omni Man when I'm thinking mm. this, but they flirt with this idea. The idea of like something that's awful that does good, like is that right? Mm. And it's they flirt with that idea off like often, and not just with Nolan. So I just like throw it in there because it's 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 I don't know. Invincible asks these questions. A lot of times, Mm. like he did an awful thing and even worse in the show, like Mm. he made his son essentially, he used his son to kill millions of people in like a subway or not, maybe hundreds in that specific moment. moment. Yeah. But like millions in Chicago dead. Yeah. Like, can you come back from that? Yep. And like, I know the answer from the comic book. But it's, you know the yeah from the comic book okay yeah. from the comic the book I know, I, I know the answer from the comic book, but like even now the show I feel like it's putting more emphasis on that question, mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting to see like how they navigate it. Absolutely. Um. So let's get into a fight a little bit, and we'll talk. We'll we'll. There's a moment in the fight that I really want to like hammer in because it's interesting. So. The Grayson starts defeating this, or start not defeating the strollers. They start fighting the Vulturemite soldiers. First with mm. the big burly dude that jumps into that cave. I'm assuming, mm. I think in the comic they showed him following, in the show they didn't. But he follows them, goes into the cave. Mark's getting his ass kicked. Absolutely. Easily. Um, no one comes in and fights. Ends up killing the first Vulturemite. Yeah, slices his guts out with his hand. It was epic. <laughs> and, and then takes uh, a piece of rock, a spike yeah. rock, and impales him into a wall. And you think you'd be dead. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> you would think you'd be dead from that moment. And then yeah, they yeah. Care, they move on, and they go back to the city, and you just they, they see you, like, probably Everyone's millions. Dead. Yeah. yeah, millions of bugs are dead. They, like, no one's alive in sight, and no mm. one's, like, upset. And he turns around and he starts choking out Mark. Mark's ready to fight. And he's just like, why do I care? Yeah, why do I feel like this? Why do I, like, and he turns to Mark, like, what do you, like, he's, like, upset with Mark right away. Cause he's Blaming like, him almost in a sense. Yeah. Because his feelings come from him. He just killed one of his brothers. Mm. For peop- for bugs. And mm-hmm. he's, like, mad at Mark. Cause, like, he's. Like why? And Mark turns around. I give. I think Mark gives him the most human, uh, the most human answer. This should have been Earth. Mm. This should have been Earth. You should have. Yeah. You should have felt that way. Yeah. Earlier before this happened. And I think this is like the moment that turn like everything's kind of turned around. Yeah. This is the moment. Definitely hits. Him. Definitely hits him. And then, so they start fighting the other two, um, Omni Man and the uh, I forget the name of the Vulturemite soldier that he's fighting. Um, they're kind of just going back and forth, and Mark's getting his ass kicked by the chick with a knife on her ponytail, <laughs> which is like a good and bad idea. Yeah, they it's say like... ponytails, long hair in a fight is usually 
considered uh, a weakness. Mm-hmm. Just something else people can grab a hold of and manipulate you by. Oh yeah, and which does she, happen a few times. She does use it as a, like a positive too, but I'm like, yeah, that, that knife could easily be turned against you. Yep. But uh, so another pivotal thing too, which I think is a pivotal moment for Mark. And I say this knowing, like, again, knowing the comic book, I think this is a, a pivotal moment because no one, it's like, stop, like, what are you doing? Mm. This isn't Earth. Do not fight like this is Earth. And, like, I think no one gets to him. Like, if you don't try to kill her, you will die. Mm-hmm. And I took it as not like Mark be a vicious animal, which I think a lot of people do. The way mm-hmm. I see Nolan talking to him is like, she can handle it. She has a probably a, is a better fighter and like has better endurance than you are. Everything mm-hmm. you throw at her, she can handle. But however, if like, you pull any of your punches or anything, then there's no way anything. She can will. Happen. She will kill you if you open up. She will kill you. And you see Mark kind of like getting his ass kicked initially. Then you see him kind of like letting loose and you Mm -hmm. see him finally fight back. And then he has the moment where he has the upper hand. He wants to kill her or he doesn't even want to kill her, but he has the opportunity. This is where he should kill her. And then she stabs him before uh, Nolan comes, saves him and brutally murdering her. Yeah. Elbow (laughs) through the jaw. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, we hear this guy come in, crack of the back. My first thought was fatality. Yeah, just completely eviscerates Nolan. I would like to point out uh, Nolan also explodes that dude's head. The other. Oh, yeah. Like crushes it. So it's all messed up. And then he puts him on the ground and then stomps him with his boot. I like how he takes a moment, too. He's like, do you regret messing with my family? Yeah. yeah, Like he's still like that. Ah vengeful like spirit like you you can still see like the viltrumite ways but then his son cries out and then he like lets it go yeah. and it, it's it's kind of like this fun slow like he's getting rid of his viltrumite ways in this fight i mean he's literally turning on his people so uh, yeah um so they defeat them but they ended up losing anyway because of the one guy carrying his guts around He's somehow still alive. Uh, snaps his back in that moment in a very like it reminded me of Mortal Kombat Nine with the X ray. Yep. Like and I'm making more effects were were intense. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they stole the the sound effects from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Am I not wrong? It like, was it, it sounded very visceral. For the audience members who are not aware, Omni Man is in the new Mortal Kombat game. Um like so, this is like where I'm getting the reference from. It just seems like this is Omni Man in Mortal Kombat here. It's fitting. It is. Um, so he, they get captured. Uh, no one's captured. He's saying to Mark, "It's in the books. It's in the books." They take him away on this machine, which I will. I just want to remind you that machine. It looks very, very similar to Alan. I don't mm. know if you caught that. I did not catch that. The machine that. Uh, Nolan Grace is, Grayson is in is very similar to Alan. Uh, okay. Oh, the the thing that Alan's in. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I I just like I remember seeing that and I'm like oh like I know what's to come, but like there's it's it's an Easter egg almost. Okay. Okay. So and he's crying. It's in the books. It's in the books, which then goes into Debbie's storyline, which we'll talk about more. And then General Krieg, I think this is the first time we got like an actual like straight up name. He was a part of the fight, but he comes in to Mark and he tells Mark that you are essentially your dad. You're taking him his post. Yep. And we're gonna come check on Earth soon. And we'll we we will either take how do you phrase it? Kill a few. Kill a few and take over, or we'll kill millions. And then take over. Yeah. And kind of just like reiterating, like, we are coming and you cannot Mm -hmm. stop us. Absolutely. A definite threat. And then I feel like that's where it ends for that story, right? Yep. What are your thoughts on all this? The big fight. It's it's epic. 
definitely setting up the Viltrumites. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is interesting that they didn't kill Omni Man. I definitely mm-hmm. noticed that. He is on his way to one might say. He's on his way for execution. Yeah, but they didn't just kill him there, you know, giving him ample time to survive. So I doubt he's going to be executed by the Viltrumites. That would be quite the, a shocking twist. Um, but I no, I, it was it was awesome. I'm curious how uh, he's going to get home now. Yeah, if everyone's well, dead on the planet, his, and his dad say did say that they have a ship. Um, we. We we also have to know that there was forty seven billion Thraxons. That's true. That's true. So there's probably still a lot more that are alive. Yeah, it was involved. it was three it was three vulture mites, forty seven billion Thraxons. Not I still every, don't like their odds. No, there there is <laughs> probably maybe a billion or so dead. There's a decent amount dead here. I mean, that's a lot. It is that is a lot. It's only a billion. Yeah. Only. Only a billion. Really, it's probably like millions, if not thousands. Yeah. But like really, everyone in that, we don't know how big the planet was, but everyone in that area was, at least visually, was dead. Yeah. Like, it's probably, I think Chicago from season one, like everyone in the meaty area, yeah, a good, good likelihood that majority of them are dead. Yeah. But doesn't like not the whole city's dead. It's not like a nuclear bomb right. or multiple. It was that's true. So I I would assume that he's getting back with the ship. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Prob. No, I'm not gonna say more. Yeah, you shut up now. I will shut up. <laughs> this is a huge problem. I'm like a walking spoiler. It's like Game of Thrones when you like wa- like read the books. And people oh, are talking so about, you know, it's like right before the Red Wedding. It's like, ha, 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 I guess. just wait. Luck, like, yeah. sh- shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> that was very much a walking spoiler. I didn't even read the books. I just read the wikis. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Purple Wedding. It's going to be great. And they're like, why are you calling it Purple Wedding? I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. What else do we got here? I feel like so, there's a few side stories that we. Uh... Oh, yeah. So, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Debbie kind of just accepts the relationship with Nolan. She's processing. She's, uh, what stage of grief? Acceptance? I think she's getting to the acceptance part of her grief. That's and the final co- stage, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting to her, getting to the final stages. She's moving on from Nolan. She visits his grave. Saying, like, why me? Why did you choose me to be the pet? Why did you choose me? Like, you were just a lie this entire time. And she is talking, or she's looking through pictures. I think she's getting rid of pictures. And there's a knock on the door. <laughs> I knew it. I mean, I called it, right? Yeah, but you weren't you weren't sure if they were going to do it at all. But I was, I w- like, I I was... still do it now. I was like, they could still have him mm-hmm. and her have their thing to have. Art appears. Is that Mark Hamill's voice? It didn't sound like it. It sounded like he got recasted. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Either that, it was very tame. Yeah, it was very tame. I mean, it's a tame character. I'm not going to dig into it, but I was kind of like, this doesn't sound like Mark Hamill. Is he? Did he quit? I guess it's he's not that big of a role. Um, yeah. Art appears, and he kind of says this, or she. I guess like he doesn't really. He's kind of just a soundboard where Debbie kind of like talks about how like they're working on Mark um, riding bike for the first time. And like he disappeared because he had to go save the day. And I'm the one who taught him. I had to teach my kid, my son, how to ride bike. And like I've always been that person. I've always been, mm. you know, like I'm the been there from start to finish, whereas no one's been Omni Man half the time, if not this whole time, and Omni Man is a monster. Yep. So it's just kind of like she accepts. Um, and a bunch of things happens, like she refuses Cecil's help. Um they didn't really go dive too deep in the show, but uh Nolan Grayson, he's an artist, he's a writer, and the book money, which is a, I'm pretty sure it's just the government giving them money to kind of like yeah. support mark and support 
Debbie through this time. And she's just like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm moving on. Yeah, I would like to say they definitely uh, put the, the part of her throwing away all of the books that he wrote side by yeah. side with Nolan telling Mark to read his books. <laughs> so that's definitely going to come up later that uh, yeah. they're all gone. Yep, they're all gone. And we kind of get a couple of the, the, the books that he wrote were Easter eggs. To, uh, I think they're Easter eggs to other comics. One of them, the Invincible Gun. I think that's uh, another hero. It's like the image verse before what they're doing now, when they try to like restart their own Invincible Image superhero verse. There's a few characters that come later in the story that's from different comics. They kind of become full-fledged characters into Invincible. And I think some of the books remind me of those characters. Mm. So I think the Invincible gun reminds me of, like, uh, this guy gets a really cool space suit. And it's, like, the best weapon in the universe. I forget what his name is. And I think Savage Beast reminds me of Battle Beast. But I'm not sure if it was that reference. Okay. Battle Beast. Or it was Savage Dragon. Which is actually a comic that is still, I think, still reoccurring. So, okay. I'm not quite sure, but it, like it, the book, it seems likely. I'm like, it's uh, there's an Easter egg here. I don't, I may not fully understand it, but I know there's an Easter egg here. Mm. Is this like the worst time for Debbie to be yeah. like, you know, throwing throw everything away? Yeah, she's moving on, and like. The idea of, like, you know, Nolan's coming... Like, not he's coming back, but the idea of, like, the idea of him is at least coming back. Hmm. Right? Like, Merck's going to come back to Earth with this news. And Debbie, who finally finally was able to process and accept that grief, now has to, like, open that whole... It has to open it again. Right. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Tough for her. That'll be, I'm guessing, season two, part two. Yeah. I assume he's going to come back pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on a little bit. Donald gets a little, Donald Ferguson gets a little side story here. Yeah, he which, learns about himself. Yeah. So elsewhere, Ferguson discovers evidence of his death. Conflicted and confused, he tries to stab himself, only to find he has become invulnerable. What do you think Donald's story is? guessing he maybe must be some sort of a cyborg or something. He got yeah. metal in his arms. Yep. It's uh, a pretty good guess without saying more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little disadvantage. It's like, what's going to happen? It's like, ah, oh, Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. already know. Yeah. And then he'll say something that's like almost spot on. It's like, oh. Yep. <laughs> um, What is Regardless of like what Donald is, and I don't think it is that big of a, it's not a big reveal, but I think mm. it's more like the big reveal for Donald is where does this lead? And I don't, and I'm saying this, I don't think the comics, I think I have a very good idea of where they're going with it, but it's not like, it's more of a newer thought, mm. a newer story, or it's one that's not like highlighted too much in the comic. I could be wrong. It's been a, a few years since I've read read it i think i read it before season one okay so it's been a while yeah so where do you think the story's gonna lead i'm curious to see if i mean like the viltramites are definitely posed as like an immediate threat now yep um so i'm curious to see if they like take the break like you said and go into the levy stuff or levi stuff and uh kind of take a break and have that or if they're going to all collide at the same time if things are going to happen all at once or what exactly is going to go down yeah very much so um i just want to point out too when he was in the bathroom and he stabbed himself cecil's the one who's like hey donald where are you at where are you coming like i need you yeah like immediately and i just want to like hint i guess 
Like, I feel like this leads to Cecil. Yeah. And I think I know kind of like the storyline without getting the detail of it. And I don't know if it's going to... I think season two will touch on it. I don't know if like the big storyline is not till season three. Hmm. But there is a plot point that it leads to. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they did it here in this moment, though. Yeah. It seemed a little out there. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they were like they had this and like, you know what? We need to pad this episode a little bit further. Let's let's start in with Donald's story. Yeah, pose some more questions that we'll answer eventually. I will say though, he he's the other one, he's the third one who got the music, the mu- little musical music video, right? Debbie got it too. Was it him or was it? It's either him or Eve. Yeah, I feel like it might have or been. Eve. I feel like it was Donald. I Maybe just want to point out, remember. Debbie. She had it, and she was on the highway overpass, staring in the traffic. She's the other mm. character who was like thinking suicide. I could see that. And Contemplating I, it. Yeah, and I don't moment. know if. She, like not necessarily planning it, but just like her husband, she just was staring at death. Yep. And just was staring at it. And then did something else. Yeah, it did it, when we are introduced to her, she is walking barefoot through the streets. She is. Kind of like a walk of shame almost. Yeah. So or at least maybe that's what they're alluding to. Hmm. Um moving on to Adam Eve's story. She goes to college realizes mark's not like getting like he's away from earth and not really there to talk eve's feeling something and we kind of that's kind of just like i think the more the overall storyline with her she's feeling something and i don't quite know what it is because she goes yep. right she, the last time we seen her she just got done with her parents yelling at her saying that she's not a good superhero she's dangerous yada yada they don't like they're essentially like kicking her out not kicking her out but just they're not accepting her for her she's living in a forest by herself Mm. her only like real superhero friend is mark isn't there she's hanging out with amber and will and she ends up going she doesn't fly back and they kind of like for the first time it's like hey your uh your house is really far away like where are you staying? I thought that was an interesting line because I always got mm. the sense like the forest was just out of the city. Yeah, but it must be further away because well, you said in, she's in Africa in the comics yeah. or something, right? Yeah, she's in Africa, so she's staying at Teen uh, Teen Team and their mm. base, and she's just sleeping on the couch, which I'm kind of surprised because I'm like I feel like they should have beds, but right, maybe they have spare rooms. Yeah, yeah, um, and then. I forget the guy, the guy's name, but he has the cannon arm. He uh, that was like for the first villain Mark and her fought in different storylines. She fought him as a teen. He fought him when he first got his powers. Yep. He comes back. He knows exactly where the team. Like, he knew where the base was. He knew what he was looking for. I thought that was an interesting story. They didn't dive deep into, but hmm. she starts fighting him. It was just like you picked the wrong night. I'm, it's been a week, but we don't really see her week. And I thought it was just a. In, I thought her story is just interesting, and I'm like, what? Is, yeah, what, what is are we she building feeling? to here? Kind of, yeah. yeah. What is what going is, on? Yeah. What is she feeling? Like dealing with something. At the end of the episode, she goes home, and like her dad just like lets her in, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I almost wonder because she has the fight with the guy, and it's like getting drug out a lot, which I would like to point out the fact that if she is like with the powers that she has and stuff like that, it probably really shouldn't be that difficult for her to subdue somebody like that. No, she could, it was almost more like she was taking the time to like fight him and like take out of her aggression. She could change his gun. Yeah. And that leads to uh, the old couple in the car getting blasted by one of her things that she deflects his gunshot Mm -hmm. and they crash into the, uh, river below. Yep. And I don't know. They they don't show it, but I kind of have a feeling that maybe they didn't live, or they're severely sev- at least hurt. Yeah, in in a bad place. I mean, they never say that they have a pulse or anything like that when they're on the mm-hmm. on the bridge after she saves them from the water. 
I got that feeling and, too. Yeah, and maybe, and then she goes back home like maybe I'm not as good at this as I thought I was kind of thing. Like she's starting to question herself more. Yeah. Where do you, so what do you think she's feeling? Uselessness. Use- I don't know, feeling, feeling like she is not actually able to help anybody, even though she has all the, of these powers and the ability in theory to help everybody or lots she, of people. She arguably has the best power set ever. Yeah. She has the arguably the most helpful power set, which is yep. more kind of her story of sorts. Um, we're in, we're already kind of into that. Like she helps in other ways. She doesn't need to fight bad people. Yep. She doesn't need to fight villains. She literally could go like in the comics, she went to an African village and just built a village. She built mm. water, a source of water. She built food for them. And it's like, you could just go to like, you could just do that. You could rebuild mm. Chicago. If like, if she had her own Cecil or mm. just Cecil, and I'm not alluding to anything else. And I'm or not maybe, saying, yeah, maybe, maybe the other issue, what she needs is like, cause like with the Chicago thing, especially trying to help and fix things and then it falling apart anyways, and people getting hurt because of it. Mm. Um, maybe it's a lesson of that the power alone isn't enough to fix things and she still needs to you know like educate herself and do things the right way like it's not just a shortcut to like solve everything like she could but she still needs to do it the right way like if she knew how to build stuff correctly then she could probably use her powers in a better way to do it Mm -hmm. in a safer manner and you know i will say her looking for mark alludes to a lot of things in the future Okay. And I don't, I don't want to like, I hate like the knowing what happens, but I'm like, that was like the key point when she was like, I'm looking for Mark. And I'm just like, Oh, I think I know where they're going with this. Okay. So, but she, I will say like superheroes, like she, Mark is like the one person that like gets her in the mm. sense of like, he's the one friend who also has powers, but is also like close enough has like a, human being here yeah yeah so she's looking for him and he's gone and amber makes this like, like hey that's what it, that's what it is about being a superhero girlfriend you have to deal with these things and yeah. i don't know what the show is going to do i think i have a feeling the show is going to go their own way when it comes to like relationships but i think like i think it's interesting that they're hinting at those mm. in this one all right, uh, last story, because we only get, like, four other storylines other than Mark and Nolan. And then we'll just, this one's pretty quick. And this is just the Mahler twins. Oh, yeah, at the very end. I swear the Mahler twins is, like, they're finishing up soon, I think. But I could be wrong. I don't they're know. They're forever. They're eternal. I mean, in a way. I know they, like, I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. there's their storyline kind of, like, close in a way. Or it can be closed in a way. Whereas uh, I, he I enjoyed another, that. He makes another clone. And one clone is clearly the original. And one's yeah, clearly of the, the half clone. Half of his body is scarred like Two-Face. And that, that was really cool just in season one where it's just like, yeah, we have to make it this way. Otherwise, like, we will know who the original or like who the original is. And like the other one will go mad. So we do it this way. So the other one doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And like I like I just think it's interesting that the Mahler twin with the face or like his skin basically gone is just like ha 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 I am King Mahler yeah yeah like, yes. this a long time ago <laughs> and then like obviously it's just like he just the other one kills him with poison yep. he's like some things are uh, are for a reason for a good fucking re- like some things yeah. the way they are for a good fucking reason. <laughs> and it's like and then he, he proceeds to make another clone i'm assuming yep yeah well i think he was already i think uh, the one that was melted was in the process of making another clone because he said he's like a bunch i don't of know them. why i only yeah he's like i don't know why i only ever had one before you know if i can make a bunch of you idiots but it's because you couldn't have a bunch of them fighting over it there's, there's a reason why probably there's only two of them and they do it the way they do Otherwise, they couldn't maintain their. So they have peers, like they have a, yeah. an equal peer rather than like one inferior, one not inferior, because their yeah. ego gets too large. Yep. All right. And to keep each other in check. Let's let's wrap it up. What's your what, what rating would you give this episode? 
uh solid four plus four plus i think yeah. i give it a four I, I think i was a fan i think if they would have like left it just mark and nolan and thraxa i think it could have been a five minus four plus but yeah, maybe. I think there would have been some disappointment though if we would have got this final episode <clears throat> and not had anything of any. I agree. Other I agree. I agree. So I think they kind of had to do that. I agree. I I think this is like what they had to do. This is where I'm like I. Sometimes I wish Invincible would have been written like it's One Piece. And For I know a million years, uh, maybe not a million years, but just like it goes almost way into the lore, mm-hmm. way into the backstory. And like deeply enriches it to a point that it's like almost frustrating. No, it is just frustrating to watch. Yeah, but I will. I will say I do like the brisk. Like you don't have to watch much. It's an easy grasp. Even now, a season and a half in, like hey, watch twelve episodes. Like that's not a hard ask. Especially Invincible is pretty easy to watch in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable to watch. But I will say, like, if this, if they were to do it to like One Piece, and they would have left this episode alone, and had it be its one storyline, I think it would have been like slightly better. Yeah, but limitations of the medium. But they did tie it in really, really, really well with like Debbie's storyline, yeah. Nolan's storyline, and Donald too thematically fits. Yeah, what was happening? It's just like it's just weird placement. Hmm. Where do you to think? Get it now. Yeah, you talked about this a little bit. Where do you think season two goes? Uh, I don't know if we're just going to get a break, if Mark's going to go back and just like kind of forget about his dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his dad's going to have to try to break out on his own or if Mark is going to end up helping to break him out. Maybe Nolan and Alan end up in the same place and they work together to break out. Okay. I don't know. I feel like there's different ways. The real, I think the real question is, is Engstrom. And yeah. how he's going to come into play. I think that's the real wild card of the next part. Yeah, I really thought Angstrom was going to be the part one one or part one villain. No, he's nope. probably part two. I there's like two, three big plot points. Four, if you include an, another villain of sorts that it's on their way, and we'll we'll talk about like what what's to come, like who's still eventually to come. Angstrom Levy, not Levy, still hurts. <laughs> still hurts to say it that way. Um, he's definitely the biggest plot point. He's the biggest villain, but it's. I'm just like fascinated, like where the Vulture Mates come into play. It, yep. Are they going to be the season finale? Are they? Is it Angstrom and what his storyline comes? I mean, My, we only got four more episodes. We That's got four more episodes. That's not that much. Um, let's go. Th- let's just go down the list of like what's okay. to come, right? We still have Nolan's storyline. Yep. What's happening with him? What's happening like on the planet? We still, still alive. Alan's storyline, possibly. We yeah, assume- I feel like that. There's yeah, more I there. can't imagine that's just the end. Yeah, that would be a pretty lackluster ending up to his story. There is Mark on the planet of Thraxa with his brother. Yep. And he was asked to save his, well, he was asked to save his brother. But it, yeah. let's, let's say his brother's on a planet. That's where he's at currently. You assume he's going to go back to Earth, probably in the ship. Yep. Um, Cecil and his consequences. Yes. We have Eve and her feelings. And in a very small way, Amber and her feelings. Angstrom yep. Levy and Evil Mark. Yep. The Mars hive mind villain. That's got Oh, yeah. Way. Yep, yep. And then Viltrumite's coming to check. Yep. So we have a lot to come. Yep, absolutely. And I think most, I think most of this is touched upon or wrapped up. I think the Mars villain is going to be one episode. I think the CISA consequences is going to be more of a theme than it is an episode. Mm. But, or it's going to build for season three. Okay. Angstrom's definitely going to be either episode seven or episode eight villain. And I think mm. the Viltrumites, I think they make an appearance. 
I think that's basically what's going to happen. It seems like a fair assessment. Yeah. Of what's to come. Well, what was, what's your guess? I mean, about that same, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's a lot. It's a real question, I guess, of how fast they want to power through things mm-hmm. or how th- quickly things are resolved. Cause I could easily see like just four episodes on any one of those things that we talked about. For oh the yeah. Most part. So it I is will... a little tough to, to guess the pacing. Can I, can I say uh, the whole, th- this whole episode remind me of Dragon Ball Z without the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> like this is what a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z fight would like a whole season of fighting happened in this episode. Hmm. Like you remember that, the little like like the punches sequence where it's like smash smash like they were just punching each other back and forth and what ended hmm. up prop what ended up was like twenty minutes worth of fighting was like cut up in like a thirty second montage. Yep, that's a whole season of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> So I will say I appreciate that Invincible is just like you know we're just gonna we're gonna cut to the we're we're doing the opposite of anime we're like cutting all the way up to a chase. Hey, not all anime is like that. Uh, oh, okay. For One Piece, it's like an ep- it's like five yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about like the most bloated anime ever made. So <laughs> uh, I, uh, I feel like Dragon Ball Z might be more bloated than One Piece. One Piece just has a lot of story. And it's like yeah. overly thorough in its themes and lore. But Whereas Dragon even, Ball Z is just like, ah, for like. Yeah. But even still, Dragon Ball Z only has like a hundred and some episodes. I thought it was more than that. I'm looking real quick. All right. Continue. That was like 300. Oh, that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't have much uh, more else. Okay. 291. Yeah, you're right. See? close to 300 still it's only a quarter of what one piece has that's fair actually when i think about it i'm like almost done with dragon ball z if it was one piece yep (laughs) so that 208 yeah but here we are invincible with actually i calculated um if one piece was invincible i did the math and i for i gotta like re-remember the math that i did Actually, no, I did like if Invincible, if One Piece was supernatural, like if it was a CW show, it would have 22 mm. seasons. That's a lot. Yeah. So I'm like, it's more than supernatural. Because I'm like, you watch Supernatural, but it was only 15 seasons, whereas One yeah. Piece would be 22 seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, but which Supernatural is, is Supernatural. Yeah, it's so long. <laughs> I also had the benefit of watching Supernatural as it was coming out for like 10 years. So That's every fair. year I only had to watch a season's worth. And That's then I fair. waited for the next year for the next season to come out. That's fair. I will say, like, everyone's like, why don't you watch some Supernatural? I was like, man, because I, I got to, like, season five. It was a long journey, and I have 11 seasons left. Yep. And a lot of it's just, I, it's Monster of the Week almost with Supernatural. It's like slow gains. For 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 the beginning part, for sure. But yeah. Let's... uh. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say about Invincible? I'm what looking you, forward to the second half. What are you looking forward to the most? This will be our last question. Uh, I am definitely interested in Nolan's story. Yeah. Let's see where he goes. As a comic book person, I'm excited. I was really excited about this episode. This is the episode that I was just like, I was hoping they would get to in season two. I thought it was going to be the last like the final episode and surprise it's a mid season finale. I'm excited for the consequences of this episode because mm. no one's character changed in this, this, this episode and he will forever be changed. And I'm excited to see that change appear on television because mm. his story, his overall story, he's one of my favorite characters in the comic. Just for his story alone. Oh, he's definitely interesting. Very he is complex. I'm excited for the other consequences of his actions on Thraxa to come. Um, Mark, what it means for Mark, what it means for Earth. And mm. I'm also excited for Adam Eve's story because it seems like her story is going to be propelled after this episode. 
It, it definitely feels like they're setting up something for her. I do like she's also one of my favorite characters as well. I should make a list of like top ten characters from the comics. I'm gonna work <laughs> on that, and we'll we'll do next episode in a few. Months. That sounds good. So once it comes back. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on. This is Thank Jake you. and Brandon on Fresh Takes. Get your fresh takes here. Hopefully it won't be long for us to come back to talk more Invincible. Who knows? I'm guessing March, probably April. All right. Until then, Brandon, we we still got a state of review for Batman. And we, we're going to do Avatar 2, so you won't be uh, gone for too long. No, we will not. And D&D. Yes. So, all right. Thank you, Brandon. Yes, thank you. All right. I think you guys, we are out.